Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming series from a betting perspective over the course of the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending and the second half of the MLB season starting, there's still plenty of action to get involved with. And if you're a football better, there are a ton of futures and props that you could wager on as well. BetOnline has all of the latest odds and news and information for all your sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bambaria Podcast. Now, before we end up going on a break, we previewed what we do with this week's show. Once again, talking about baseball with the Athletics and the Giants and their upcoming respective series for the weekend. But before we do that, we're going to quickly recap how we did last week. And we ended up going 1-2, and two, which was pretty unfortunate because we did predict the Giants winning two out of three games in that series. But we ended up flipping the first game and the third game. We thought that the Giants would win the first one. Oakland did. Then we thought the Giants would win the second one. They did. And then we thought Oakland would win the third one. And Oakland's bullpen blew a lead late. And the Giants ended up rallying for a 2-1 win. So, hopefully we'll do better this weekend. But uh, either way... Let's get this show on the road. We're going to be starting off with Oakland, as I know by time of recording, uh, it's going to be before the Thursday games take place, so you're not going to hear about the Oakland Yankees game for Thursday. So keep that in mind, or the Giants-Mets game for Thursday night as well. So keep that in mind that if I'm mentioning trends, I'm mentioning streaks, stuff like that, or overall records, it was before the night card took place for Thursday. So... Either way, let's get, it, let's get it on the way. And we're going to be looking at the Friday game first between the Yankees and the Athletics. And you have Garrett Cole on the mound against Sean Manaya, And Cole is just a much better pitcher. I mean, there's really no other way around it. Manaya was great for the majority of the season. Last month or so, kind of iffy. And I am concerned about that while Cole was phenomenal against the Twins in his last outing. He struggled a little bit when it comes to getting into trouble, but he found a way out of it and gave up no runs. But before we actually get into the breakdowns for both pitchers, to mention the actual streaks for both teams, heading opposite directions. The Yankees have won 11 in a row, which is the longest winning streak this team has had since, I believe, 1985. So it's been a long time since they won 11 in a row, and this Yankees team is the hottest team in baseball. While you're looking at Oakland, and this team has fallen apart. They've lost four in a row. They've lost eight of the last ten, and... They're an absolute dogfight with the Red Sox for the second wildcard spot, and the Mariners are really right there as well. So Oakland's going to need to pick it up if they want to have a shot of making the playoffs. I don't want to say the division hopes are done, but they're five back of Houston. That's not looking too good. I think Houston will probably hold on to win the division, so it's going to be wildcard or bust for Oakland, who is one game ahead of Seattle. But either way, 
uh, looking at the overall uh, pitching matchup, I already mentioned that Cole's better, but to go through the numbers, Cole, 2.92 ERA this season, .97 whip, he's been great, and you're looking at Manaya. overall decent numbers, 3.77 ERA and 1.24 whip, but looking over the last month, not been pretty for Manaya. just to go through his stats, or splits I should say, for the month of August, he has made a couple of appearances, and really none of them have been fantastic, he's made four appearances, Four and two-thirds, two runs against the Giants. Five innings, seven runs against Texas. Two and a third innings, three runs against Cleveland. And four and a third, five runs against San Diego. If you're doing the math, that's 15 and two-thirds innings pitched with a 9.77 ERA. So I don't exactly trust him in this spot. And Cole is very, very good. Plus, the Yankees have been really dialed in, and Oakland has not. I'm taking the Yankees to win this game. The Yankees are around minus 140. Uh, on the money line for Friday, I think that's an absolute gift. I think the Yankees should be around minus 155, minus 165, based on the current forms of pitching. Now, of course, some of it's going to depend on how the game goes on Thursday night, because if Oakland goes into this game losing five in a row and New, and New York wins 12 in a row, I you could really see this line go through the roof for the Yankees, but if Oakland does win the first game into this series on Thursday, then maybe you might see some people buying low on Oakland. But we'll see. Either way, I'm taking Cole in this spot. Now, looking at the Saturday matchup, you have Montes taking on Cortez. And Cortez has been kind of the secret weapon for the Yankees. He's been very good. And the issue that he had going into the season and throughout the beginning of the season was the fact that he didn't really go much length, but that has changed over the last month. Cortez, 2.56 ERA and a 1.07 whip. And if you're looking at his last couple of outings, he has gone at least five in Really, his last handful of outings, so that definitely bodes well for the Yankees. But to go through his numbers and his performance, he's gone at least five in each of the last five uh, games that he's pitched in. Five innings, one run against Tampa. Six, uh, five innings, two runs against the Mariners. Five and two-thirds, four runs, four earned runs against the Royals. Six innings, one run against the White Sox. And seven innings, two runs against the Twins. But if you're only looking at the performances in August, 23 and two-thirds innings pitched, 3.42 ERA. So he's been fine. And I think that that could lead to another solid performance here against Oakland, whose offense has been struggling lately. But you have Montes on the mound for Oakland. He has been okay this season, 3.84 ERA, 1.24 whip. The issue's been home runs. He's allowed 16 home runs and 143 innings pitched. But his last outing against the Giants, he was phenomenal as he ended up going seven innings, just two hits, and no earned runs. So hopefully that carries over into this performance. But Montes does have a slightly higher ERA in the Coliseum, as the ERA at home is four compared to his overall 3.84. So I think Montes should pitch well in the spot. I do like the current form. I think this game's going to be a very close one. I like the under in this matchup, but I'm not sure going to take Oakland in this spot. I think Oakland's not going to get swept out of these three games, of course, because I'm not including the Thursday game. But I think Montes will do enough to go seven innings, one run, seven innings, two runs, and I think Cortez will pitch well too. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a very, very uh, low-scoring game. I think Oakland sneaks out with a 4-3 win. Now, you might be wondering why I like Oakland in the spot. At the end of the day, I just think that Oakland's not going to get swept because in recent years, the Yankees have been atrocious at the Coliseum. So I don't exactly expect them to suddenly exercise the demons and sweep. But looking at the Sunday matchup, you have Blackburn taking on Montgomery, and that is the Sunday night baseball game taking a place on ESPN. So it's going to be on national coverage. And for this one, you have Montgomery on the mound, 3.69 ERA, 1.2 whip against Blackburn. 
0-1, 4.09 ERA, 1.18 whip. Now, Blackburn's been a recent addition to the rotation, of course, because of the injury to Bassett. They needed somebody else to eat up innings, and he's so far been mediocre. Let's put it that way. But you're looking at Montgomery, and his season has really gone two ways. The first half was not great, and the second half, he has been ridiculous. Now, if you want to look at the performances by the lefty here for New York, uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, you can go through the last six starts, seven starts, really, as long as you want to go, and he's been very good. I'll go through the last six. Six innings and three runs against the Red Sox. Five and two-thirds and no runs against the Red Sox. Five innings and no runs against Tampa. Five innings, one run against the Marlins. Four and two-thirds, three runs against the Red Sox. And five innings, one run against Atlanta. So really the only struggles that he had recently were two outings against the Red Sox, and one of them was six innings, three runs, which isn't even that bad. But the Red Sox, we know, have a top 10 offense in the league. Montgomery against everybody else has been great. He was also steady against the Braves despite only going five, which is kind of his MO. He doesn't only go much length, but he'll give you five strong, and I think that he'll pitch better than Blackburn. The issue I have with Blackburn is the fact that he's not really a big strikeout guy, and since he does occasionally have command issues, I think the Yankees will force him into some long counts. I think his pitch count will get up there, and I think Blackburn will not even get through the fifth inning. I think he'll probably go four and a third before the bullpen has to come in. But at the end of the day, I think the Yankees will get the job done and win behind the better starting pitcher. So quickly recapping my thoughts on the Oakland Yankees series, I like the Yankees to win on Friday. I like the Athletics to win on Saturday. And I like the Yankees to win the series finale on a Sunday. But now... Switching gears to talk about the Giants, they have a pretty interesting road series coming up against the Atlanta Braves, and the Braves, of course, are in first place in the NL East, which isn't really saying much because the NL East is just full of a bunch of terrible teams, but the Braves have really come on over the last couple of weeks, and facing off against them in Truist Park is always interesting. Now, it is kind of weird because Atlanta has randomly been better on the road than at home this season. They're 10 games over, but they're 31-31 and 31 at home. So the home coordinate, the home field in Atlanta, for some reason, does not really work out for them. But either way, uh, looking at the actual pitching matchup for Friday, you have Gaussman taking on Freed. Now, Gaussman, of course, has been a great pitcher all season long. 2.47 ERA, 1.01 whip. However, if you've looked at Gaussman over the last month, or really since the All-Star break, he has not looked like the same guy. If you want to look at the performances... I'll go through them really quickly, but four and a third, six runs against Pittsburgh, four and a third, three runs against Houston, six innings, one run against Arizona, six, five innings, one run against Arizona, five innings, three runs against the Mets, and three and two thirds, five runs, two earned against Oakland. So you can really go through it and determine that his only two good starts were against Arizona and everyone else he's faced, he's been average at best. Meanwhile, Freed was absolutely nuts in his last start, and he has been basically unhittable for the span of the month. He had a very rare Maddox in his last start because he went nine innings, complete game shutout, with less than 100 pitches, which is pretty rare to do. I know Wainwright did it a couple of weeks ago, but Baltimore couldn't touch him. He was great, but going through the actual numbers, they sound video game-ish because in August, he's made four starts, 27 innings pitched, .67 ERA. Now, I'm going to concede the point. He hasn't really faced many talented offenses. Faced off against Baltimore, Washington twice, and St. Louis. And Washington's offense is slightly below average. Baltimore and St. Louis, bottom 10 offenses in the league. But I got to back Freed here. I just think Freed's the better pitcher in, at this stage in the season. 
And Gaussman could easily pitch a gem, but based on what I've seen lately, I think it's more likely he's probably going to go five innings, three runs, something like that. And Freed really has the potential to go seven innings, one run, or even no runs in this outing. So I'm going to go with Freed. I think Atlanta takes the first game at home in this series. And now looking at the Saturday matchup, you have Logan Webb taking on Drew Smiley. And both these pitchers have a pretty interesting trend going on with them, which is the fact that neither of them really just lose games. Uh, it's kind of crazy because the Giants and the Braves have lost basically one time each whenever Webb or Smiley pitches over the last basically two, three months. It's kind of absurd to go through Smiley's numbers. 4.54 ERA, 1.36 whip, which I know sounds pretty underwhelming, especially with the 23 home runs allowed in 111 innings. But he's got a 9-3 record, so you know Atlanta gives him a bunch of run support. And just to go through the last couple of performances here, I mean, he's usually going around four innings, five innings for Smiley, but it really doesn't matter because Atlanta won all four uh, games that he's pitched in August so far, won four to five in July, and won the last four in uh, June. So going all the way back to June, uh, from June 8th onward, the Braves have won 12 of his last 13 starts, which is just insane. But now you look at the Giants, and they've won a bunch of starts for Logan Webb as well. I'm pretty sure it's also 12 out of 13 there for the Giants with Webb. I'm just going to double-check that, but Webb's been very good. 2.84 ERA, 1.13 whip. So he's been the much better pitcher than Smiley this season. And just to make sure I'm right here, uh, it's three wins in May. He was injured, so he ended up missing June. Won all four in July, and then won four out of five in August. So that's four, that's eight, that's 11. He's won 11 of 12. So it's not 12 of 13, it's 11 of 12, but still, the Giants have done well. And for this matchup, I'm taking the Giants. At the end of the day, something's got to give because one of these teams have to lose with their pitcher on the mound, which is very rare, but Webb's been a much better pitcher. It's not even close. I think the Giants bounce back and end up winning the middle game in this series. And that's going to take us to the Sunday matchup, which is a little bit tough to predict because we don't exactly have two listed pitchers. Right now, the Giants do not have anybody listed for Sunday, but you have Anderson on the mound for Atlanta. And Ian Anderson has been mediocre this season, 3.56 ERA, 1.25 whip. Now, you're going through the last couple of outings, and they have been... Kind of a hodgepodge. He got shelled in his last outing in July. On July 11th, he hasn't pitched in about a month and a half. But two and a third, four runs against Miami. Five innings, one run against the Pirates. Seven innings, two runs against the Mets. Six innings, three runs against the Reds. And five and a third and no runs against the Mets. So for the most part, good. But I am concerned that he hasn't pitched in about a month and a half. And I do think that might be... A bit of an issue when you're facing off against the Giants, who have the ability to really tee off against any pitcher. Now, of course, the concern here, which makes it difficult to predict, is I don't know who's pitching for the Giants, which, of course, is going to make it difficult. But at the end of the day, I am going to go with the Giants. I think the Giants have a couple of options. They have a bullpen that can piece it together. Atlanta's bullpen's been, I'd say, average at best this season. But Anderson should be on a pitch count probably around 70 I think he might go four innings tops here. And if you're going to be relying on Atlanta's bullpen against this Giants offense for about five-plus innings, I think you got some problems. So I'm going to take the Giants to win this one. So to quickly recap my thoughts for Oakland and San Francisco, I like Oakland 
to lose two out of three. I like them to lose the Friday game, win the Saturday game, and lose the Sunday game. And for the Giants, I like the Giants to win two out of three, losing on Friday before winning on Saturday and Sunday. Other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Ben Barrett Podcast presented by Bet Online. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.